I just don't know. I don't know if I'd be willing to put in the work to freeze my tears and then like use them against somebody. I feel like you'd also have to explain after too. Yeah. Like, what did you just shoot me with? My tears. (laughs) Right. Brunch. Hit it, boys. got an important question is gum over i haven't thought about gum in a while that's what i'm saying man that's what happened to me last week this came up i was like has anyone hey do you chew gum do you chew gum chew? and everybody said uh i i maybe did occasionally but then once the like i i think the pandemic killed gum ruined the gum industry yeah uh, legitimately do you know of anybody i don't know people usually they're talking about gum all the time are they anybody just like hey so um you know i'm watching this movie still chewing gum because i'm still doing that nobody's bringing that up i think the pandemic killed gum i yeah is gum was gum a social thing i think it was it's like cigarettes some people just like to have gum in case anybody asks for some gum. It existed for social purposes, if that makes sense. Like if you're at work or something, or if you're where it's good to have gum on you, not only for if somebody asks, but I you I never want my breath to be a concern. Yeah, but I'm I've never been a I've never been a gum guy. Like I, I doesn't gum make your breath worse? That's what I've really? heard. Really? Yeah. Is that so that's like the is is this one of those like Water isn't wet, kind of things. I don't know. Do you know that water isn't wet? I think that's true. I don't think that's true. I I do. I think water water makes things wet, but water itself is not wet. Let's see, it, because one of my uh, coworkers did that. They quote tweeted something with like, like should the Patriots uh, want Deshaun Watson or something? And he said, "Is water wet?" And I was like, "I actually think it might not be." <laughs> Water isn't wet by itself, but it makes other materials wet when it sticks to the surface of them. Doesn't make any sense. I think it it, it, it makes sense, but not for any way I not could... Not a normal person. I couldn't explain why. Um, yeah, I think that gum somehow makes your breath worse. I've always been a mint guy. Ah. I like mints. Specifically, the little lifesavers. Oh, yeah. Those little white lifesavers, mm -hmm. those things are the the gold standard. So one of my buddies, we were having this big gum convention, and he said he hasn't been doing gum. My friend said none of – it was a big group text, nobody doing gum. And my friend said since the pandemic started, he has been housing those white lifesavers. Hell yeah. Because every time he puts on his mask – he puts on one of those lifesavers oh, because he so can't smart. stand the yeah. breath smell. My buddy Scott, the mask. he said he can't stand how his breath smells with the mask. And I am That's so a tremendous move. I totally agree with the like you can't stand the smell of a mask, but I just got used to it because life is just so terrible and miserable now that I'm like doing a coffee and then throwing on a mask is like a oh, like yeah. torturing yourself. I love that move. Here's a question. Mm-hmm. Has weed being legal killed Altoids? Why? Because that was the storage container? Yes. Oh, that's a good question. And when's the last time you heard of Altoids? Yeah. I don't know. I think we should we should get 
like big gum corporation or just get him on the line or like uh, like Mrs. Altoid whoever runs the Altoid company on uh, on the horn because I yeah I, th- I think gum is over gum th- though they do say I used to be a big uh, gum guy and then now I just kind of do it as needed I definitely haven't done it since the pandemic started but I would do it as needed I think they say gum is bad for your stomach well if you swallow it it ain't even that really it's you're swallowing it makes you swallow so much air jeez which air isn't actually wet (laughs) unless you soak it in some water gum worse than cigarettes confirmed no i i I remember i was uh I, i i read about it it i was at the combine a million years ago and i saw this article that was like why gum is worse for you than you think and i had some gum going and it was like it gives you a stomach ache it's just pumping it, air it does into your you stomach, stomach so it's probably going to make you gassy and i was like now that i think do about i want it? good breath <laughs> when i'm just being a, a gas guy now I that think i think so. about it like gum commercials don't even exist anymore i think that they they don't want to bs a bser they're like, we know they're not buying gum. <laughs> what are people buying now? Geico and sh- stuff. <laughs> Geico commercials funded by big gum companies. Yeah. We talked about that that kid. I don't want to harp on that. We, we're in a world now where like people cancel kids, which is uh, <laughs> just extremely not cool. I'm not saying cancel this kid, but the kid in the Geico uh, tag team commercial. Yeah. It's that just upsetting. Doesn't doesn't party. That kid does not party. Yeah, and maybe it's maybe they're at that age where they're a teenager and they're like, oh, "Mom and Dad, you're so embarrassing." Or whatever. There's an ice cream social going on with tag with team. music yeah. in your kitchen. Like at the very least, grab a bowl and head to your room. Yeah, it, it's it's especially tough because like. The kid and I don't know if that's her father or something. They walk in at the same time. Yeah, I think it's and like they're, they're both met with like. What the hell is this? Yeah, and the, to the father's credit, immediately comes around. I was like, "This is a the this party like, rules." Wait, I get to relive my youth with my bride. This is the and like, ice cream. Yeah, like when they're dancing and they're doing that. Obviously, shows commercials have portrayed love in a million different ways. He went to Jared. He bought the ring. He did all those things. Like that is my idea. Like that was couple goals for me. Yep, just a ice cream social. In the in the house with a live just, concert, yeah, live concert. You're doing dances that you haven't done in years. Just remember, like, hey, remember before we had an ungrateful kid who d- doesn't like free ice cream? Let's get down. Uh, that brings us to a. Uh, we've got and it's Monday and people are pissed on a Wednesday. Hi, Penny. Penny's bring Penny's. bring Penny up for for the content. Now that we have oh, now that we have right. video. Everybody say hello to Penny. Untouchable tier on Patreon. That's Can right. Uh, if you did not, check out our announcement episode, which came out just before this. Uh, we are now part of Washed Media, which is very, very exciting. Uh, it also means that we have some some new Patreon action. We've got uh, a $2 tier, tier, a $5 tier, which basically brings you more in as part of the community. We're going to do some bonus content uh, if you... Uh, if you are in the $5 tier, you can kind of have us do 
your idea for content. And then for the $10 tier, all of our episodes are on video. Yeah. So uh, it's patreon.com slash listen to brunch, which I think we did a whole thing on the Patreon in the uh, in the episode. I we never once I intentionally the URL. didn't say the URL because I don't know what the URL is. We, we Patreon.com slash listen to brunch. We admitted to sucking with Patreon, but I didn't want to admit to sucking that so bad. badly that I didn't know <laughs> what the name of it is. So that's cool, though. We got stuff coming. You're getting more stuff. And Penny's in the mix. Penny, by the way, huge fan of, I would say me, but I think Penny's just a fan of everybody. Yeah, Penny's, Penny's a, fa- a really good dog. Penny's a fan of attention and uh, love. So. Okay. So the it's Monday and people are pissed. An NFL Network reporter tweeted out information about an internship and noted it's unpaid. He, you do these things, great opportunity for experience, blah blah, and uh, just got crushed mm-hmm. on Twitter. Which not definitely not a surprise that anybody on Twitter took the opportunity to be mean on Twitter. But it led to the big conversation about un- unpaid internships and should internships be paid, unpaid, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I think like getting into the ethics of it, I think it's pretty cut and dry. You, did you do unpaid internships? Several. I did too, and I loved them. And they were some of the best professional experiences of my life. And I fully understand that's not cool. And right. they can't happen. It perpetuates a class divide. It like I, I think everyone understands how it works. Like Pete and I could do unpaid internships because we could. We could. We lived a comfortable we, right, lifestyle. We, we like, had a good enough setup where we either staying at home or whatever, where you didn't, where you your work didn't need to be compensated. So, but I think everybody under right. understands that. And if you don't, uh, there's shades of gray so everyone's gonna have their argument there but it did get me thinking as everyone was screaming at each other if you could do any internship one internship de niro style what would it be de niro style uh i, I take said, i take de niro style uh, as i could have said like wilson an... style wilson yeah w- wilson slash vaughn style oh yeah that's i heard that movie's pretty good i've never seen it i've seen it like it was on HBO, so I've seen it like six times probably, but it's not bad. Okay. Um, explain what De Niro style means to me, because so, it might change my answer. Okay. You are a, an aging widower. Okay. And you just kind of want something to do, so you take an internship. That's what you, you've seen. Yes, I've seen the movie, and yeah. I, that's a... A fantastic movie. That is just such like a solid mid afternoon out of a hundred yeah, movie. It really is mid afternoon. Like you got nothing to do. That movie's on TV. That movie makes thing. your day. You watch the whole thing. Yeah. Um. This is a uh, this is very in line with like my life over the past like eight months. But I think if I was an aging widower who worked or did an internship at Twitch, that would be a very interesting experience. Yeah. Because it is, and I think a big part of the the internship. Uh, is that what it's called? The intern. The intern. The, the internship, internship is, is the, the Google one. Yes. Um, I think that. Well, I guess like a big part of both of those movies is that it's like an aging person working at a cutting edge company. Yeah. Right. Right. This was. I mean, in the intern, he's working for, um, like a fashion company, right? Yeah, but it's a. 
it's it's something now this always happens where like when the movie came out you're like this is sort of cutting edge i could see it happening and then like three months later you're like that's the most dated technology <laughs> business model i've like, ever heard in my life it's basically just like an online like store it was basically just yeah. like it the was like a um, clothing company what's the uh it's etsy? like asos oh yeah yeah that, or just like etsy it's just like an etsy shop but like with like power behind it do you get cool stuff on etsy <clears throat> no do you, you never buy anything off of etsy no i'll buy a little i'll buy like little doodads here isn't here and there like a like a, a hanger for a wall or something like that i'll get that sort of thing on etsy i've got a few gifts but i've never like i've never like shopped for myself on etsy people people put like grail merch on there there really? was like a, yeah there was like a tie-dye vince gill shirt it was like $75 on there from, I don't know, like 1991 or something. And boy, let me tell you, Chaboy was hovering. <laughs> I was like, do I do it? I didn't. Uh, so yeah, Twitch, I Twitch, think, might be my answer. You know what mine is? No. The Martin Agency. The Martin Agency? The Martin Agency? What could that be? I'll tell you what it could be. Okay. And now that I say could be, I realize I've got you because I could... You could do Just anything. Lie. Yes. Right. It's the Martin Agency. It builds Martin guitars. No. They do the Geico commercials. Really? Yeah. <laughs> if I could intern anywhere, I would want to be sitting around hearing them come up with that stuff. And you know what? I bet I would maybe like if I'm feeling hot enough and confident enough, uh, like in Sopranos when they need a, when he's on the set of the uh, John Favreau movie, and they're like, "What would this woman from Brooklyn yell?" During a gunfight or something, like something just specifically perfect for him. And he's like, ah, she she could call her this because this is what they say in Brooklyn. It means like something horrible. Uh, but I don't know, like maybe I'm sitting around and they, they're looking for that perfect line. That's that perfect, extremely random thing, which is what all those Geico commercials are. Mm-hmm. I bet I'd pipe up. They'd probably tell me to shut up. But like I would, I I think I could force my way into an idea that maybe becomes an idea hmm. they're That's always an interesting interesting yeah. idea my first day i'd be like the whole white snake commercials those aren't your best you know when the guy's like riding seems like a good place for an intern to just critique the company on on previous yeah. things okay so i i mainly like the tag team <laughs> ice cream commercial. Just kicking your feet up on the boss's desk. Yeah. Here's where you went wrong. I give them like 15 ideas and they're like, what are you waiting for? The no limit family to help you wash the dishes. It's just all like the exact same thing as the uh, the, the tag team commercial. That's where I would want to intern. I thought you were going to throw out like a, you know where I'd like to intern? The Belco company. Ooh, do you think that the, do you think that interns were there? Part of that. I mean, if you were an unpaid intern and you were a part of the Belco exper- experiment, that that is not worth the exposure. It is funny in the Belco experiment when they realize, like, of course, this isn't a real company. They, they what's the, the the main character's name? What's that actor's name? Is it John Gallagher? John C. McGinley? No. Uh, although John C. McKinley absolutely is in that movie. Yes, he, he sure plays. Is. He's uh, the boss. He's the asshole boss. No, he's not, not the boss. Not the boss, but like he's like he's the asshole like, a, like supervisor. Right. He's just like a creepy guy that works there. John Gallagher, who I think is the main character, is like, of course, this isn't a real company. 
they never check our work or tell us like if we're doing a good job everything we do is just random ass busy work what how would you not yeah. think that like hey what do you do for work really nothing you spent years at this company and you have no idea like what you're doing like what you're what you're working towards yeah it's a crazy movie that belco experiment but martin agency that'd be it for me uh, uh an incredible update on our video episodes that uh, it appears to be frozen right now, and I don't know how to fix it. Really? Yeah. Well, uh, let's see. Th- this is this is the authentic, real thing. Hey, it's oh, now it's working. Oh, we're good. Okay. Hell yeah! That we just pulled a speed. You know when they uh, loop the video? It, have you seen Speed? Yes. When I think they do this to get the people off of the uh, bus, they loop the like the the video on the bus. So, who's the uh, D- uh, Dennis Hopper is just watching the same video on a loop, but really they're doing other stuff. So we just frozen there for a second. We were doing, we were I don't know, we were playing video games or something. I did get a Nintendo Switch this week. Ooh boy, very excited about that. That was like I I, I think I want to do that and play nintendo switch with you I and I, I don't know anything about video games i want you to do that too uh i've been asking ellen for a while if i could can you get me a switch can i get a switch can, can, can you get me a switch yeah and she was like no 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 uh and uh our anniversary was last week <gasps> and she surprised me with a switch she said we're not doing gifts this year and she got me a switch wow a that's good, a it's a good move great use of the we're not doing gifts this year we're not doing gifts this year is obviously this uh, this is such a basic conversation i think that we're above it to even have but we're not doing gifts is just the the, it just summons chaos oh yeah just because it's it's like a it's are we not doing gifts or are we are we are we saying that we're not doing gifts but we're doing gifts yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of gray area there and it's it's very confusing relationships am i right right exactly one person is like thinking this this other person's thinking that why can't people just get along oh man i don't know how anybody does it so we didn't do gifts but i got her a couch and she got me a nintendo switch that's that's a mutually strong anniversary it is and like the both of those things pair extremely well because the switch is a couch console right and now we have a new couch sit on the couch and play video games all day that's right what a life uh we saw tom and jerry we did <laughs> what's that i hated it really i absolutely hated it oh i don't think i hated it oh i hated it i did want to check what tom and jerry was on rotten tomatoes 24 percent. really yeah so ooh, love this it's got a very high brunch score which you've got any new listeners brunch score i think we haven't used this term in forever is the difference between a low Rotten Tomatoes rating and a high audience score. So, 26% tomato meter, 85% audio score. Re- audience score? Really? Yeah. Giving it a, what is that, 59? Uh, Brunch sure. score? Yes. I think that's so. Correct, yeah. 59. 59%? Yeah. 85% on an audience score on the Tom and Jerry movie? Well, here's who must have been seeing it then. And I'm, so I'm surprised that you hated it. I mean, it's, it's not 
really good or anything like that. It's so stupid. It was it was stupid. My, I guess like my reaction to that movie was like the I did the old Michael Bluth like I don't know what I expected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, my friend Kwani brought this up. Our friend Kwani, you yes. know Kwani. Yeah. Uh, she was like, I think this was just made for millennials. Like, is is a kid gonna like that movie? And is an adult is an older adult gonna like that movie? I think that the really the target was like us, us. Yeah. Like the music was the hip hop that was kind of old to us when we were kids that like we respected, but didn't necessarily have those albums. The movie literally starts off with a musical number to "Can I Kick It?" Yo, with just birds doing karaoke to can i kick it my first note i had no idea who was in the movie because during the opening credits there were three cartoon pigeons lip-syncing can i kick it so i wasn't looking at anything but that <laughs> yeah. i'm sure it was like michael pena chloe grace moretz colin joe's like all this i was like three cartoon pigeons <laughs> yeah it just uh, an insane place to start that movie and as soon as that happened i was like oh no yeah, so between that, uh, it has some millennial references, such as the Steve Bartman moment. Yeah, wild. That a kid isn't going to get that, no. but I'm going to watch. I saw that, and I like wrote down my notes. I was like, "Good." I like we. I don't know how you feel about Steve Bartman. If you, the answer is anything but he deserves horrible, a redemption redemption arc. I feel so bad for that guy. Yeah, everybody was reaching for the ball. And he was just better at it. Yeah, right. <laughs> Sorry, he's skilled. He happened to get a little bit of a taste, and everyone obviously ruined, ruined that the guy's, guy's life. life. Right. Um, so, between the music, between the little references, it seemed like it was kind of targeted at millennials, which I think a uh, very astute point. I agree with it, but more strongly, I think, wh- like, why, if that's what you're doing, like, why weren't you targeting kids? Is it possibly because kids don't know who Tom and Jerry is? It's quite possible, but, like, I figured that this would be the introduction to Tom and Jerry for, like, a lot of kids. Yeah. Apparently not. If, like, you're making a kid's movie and you want them to know who Tom and Jerry is, maybe, like, the move is make a kid's movie with Tom and Jerry. <laughs> right. Well, And, like, if you're going to make a Tom and Jerry movie targeted towards millennials, then why don't you make, like, a gritty violent yeah. Tom and Jerry movie, which would rule. Yeah. So the uh, bonus episode that we have up for this week is cartoon rivalries. So we will get... You can see that in the uh, bonus thing that we put up. But Friday? No, I, I think we'll, 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 we can do the first one okay. all in the... So if, if you're... One little sweep. Right. So if you're joining the Patreon and you, you want to see why you're doing it right off the bat, then you get that taste. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I mean, as for when those the bonus videos come out, could be Monday, could be any day. Okay. Um, but who knows? Maybe, maybe we find a, a schedule that we like. And this can be something that you guys weigh in on patreon people if you want it more spread out if you want it just give it to us as you're making it we'll do whatever uh anyway i did wonder when this movie started like what do i know about tom and jerry what do i remember about tom and jerry and how does it shape my expectations for this movie the only question i had was is this going to be really violent because it's a kid's movie 
And then immediately, Jerry, like, punched Tom in the face. Oh, yeah. Very violent. Uh, and it's just like a, let's say, like, 80% of this movie is, like, Tom and Jerry fight scenes, which I guess is, like, what you go to a Tom and Jerry movie for, but... I would say that it's mostly Tom getting his ass kicked. Every So, two things. Every animal in this movie is a cartoon, mm-hmm. and which did confuse me for a second because there's a scene where they're at like a fish market and everything is like real life except all like the fish that they're throwing are cartoons and i was like why would they choose to make that cartoon well i don't think they were true to yeah so every animal is cartoon but like only some of them talk which is very confusing to me and they don't explain like who has the right to talk? Yeah. They do have uh, a lot of animals think. They abandon this. But in the beginning of the movie, the animals think in terms of uh, emojis. So they get a little thought bubble and there's an emoji in there. And they did that like twice in the first five minutes and then just abandoned it. <laughs> they were like, they pulled a snowman. Like, they as they're a making brunch move. Yeah. They were like, ah, this just doesn't work. So they stopped doing it. But uh, two things with the animals. They're all cartoons and all of them want to beat up Tom. Mm-hmm. Tom just gets smoked this entire movie. Every animal, dogs, cats, I'm sure like the singing pigeons, every night like if there's like a instrumental or something, they just like duck down real quick and smack uh Tom. They're horrible to Tom. Yep. And I realized like what did I think of Tom like was there a good guy, was there a bad guy? Everybody obviously laughed that the the small mouse was getting the the better of the big cat, but Tom just takes an absolute beating. Not cool. Tom is the Robert Barone of the Tom and Jerry universe. That's right. That's right. So uh, Chloe Grace Moretz plays a, uh, a charming grifter. She goes to a hotel where someone is interviewing for like an event planning position for a high-profile wedding. Her name is Linda Perrybottom. Chloe Grace Moretz tricks her into thinking that she's already failed her interview, gets her to give her her resume, tricks her into leaving, then pretends to be her, steals her identity, and takes that job. Question number one. Do you know who Linda Perry is? No. She was the lead singer of Four Non Blondes. Okay. And she then, when Pink got big enough where she could kind of do whatever she wanted, she was like, I want to work with Linda Perry. And they were like, the Four Non Blondes lady? Yeah. So they wrote a little tune. It was called Get This Party Started. Oh. Suddenly, people started listening to Linda Perry saying, how do we get this person? Including Pink's biggest rival. You know who Pink's biggest rival was back in the day? Britney Spears. Very close. Christina Aguilera. Christina Aguilera. They were on Lady Marmalade together, and they hated each other. Interesting. Uh, Christina insisted on singing a verse that was originally written for Pink. And it was like this whole thing. So. I always never really got the. I, I always had like an aversion to Pink because I was like. She talks about how much she hates like like the pop stars. Kind of being compared to damn Britney Spears. Yeah. yeah. And then she just like is. She's one of them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Pink was. Um, the, the industry tried Pink a few different ways before they, they found something that worked. She Initially, was like fake, Pink was like she was a like rapper. Fake tough guy. Yeah, yeah. She had the song, There You Go. Yeah. And like a lot of its phrasing, like um, it, that's it was popular, I guess. Uh, the she says sometimes it bees like that, which like you you hear that in songs, but 
not in like pink songs right. now it's more double entendres like blow me one last kiss or whatever anyway so getting back to tom and jerry christina aguilera hears all these songs and she's like you know what i think i want to work with linda perry pink's like fat chance i hate you christina aguilera one thing leads to another linda perry writes a little song called beautiful Ooh. smash hit wow enormous record yep that's got to cause a little rift in the relationship between pink and christina aguilera so i think fences have been mended and that they're really cool but uh linda perry is really who obviously she wrote what's up one of the biggest songs ever um but propelled a lot of uh pink's success then i didn't know this until today i knew all that stuff before i looked up like what else does she has she done that i didn't know about discovered an english chap named i forget his name james blunt oh yeah no Brunch way favorite james blunt holy shit yeah so anyway harry yeah so that lady's what name career yeah oh crazy career uh, so this uh, character in this movie's name is Linda Perrybottom, and that's you don't need to know that for any other reason. Uh, so Moretz tricks her way into getting this job. Michael Pena plays a guy named Terrence who is good at his job and takes it seriously. Therefore, everything bad happens to him, and he gets fired because of all the shenanigans Chloe Grace Moretz is pulling. This was this movie was painful for me how dirty they did Michael Payne. They do him so, so dirty. dirty. It's insane. They make him throw on that accent, and it's just like... We know Michael Pena is a fantastic actor. Yeah. And watching him have to do this movie was, was tough. He takes a beating, and Tom takes a beating. Yeah. Although I do like... They made... Tom and Chloe Grace Moretz's character kind of kindred spirits. Like yeah. similarly, um trying to pull fast ones a lot, but Which is like it, trying to get by. Right, as a societal commentary, you think why do they have to pull fast ones? Right. Like why are they in this in this position? Yeah. So, for yeah, and like Michael Peña got done dirty by like Rob Delaney's dumbass character. Oh, Rob Delaney. <laughs> We've spent a lot of time trying to figure out Rob Delaney's deal. Yeah. Now this he's didn't just help. in everything. This it didn't definitely help. didn't help at all. But he got like, uh, Michael Pena got done dirty by Rob Delaney's dumbass boss character. And then Chloe Grace Moretz, who just like had no business doing him dirty. Yeah. And it was just very, very, uh, it was very sad. Very tough scene for, for Michael Pena. Michael Pena did have one good line, though. He's giving her a tour of the hotel where he works in this high position because. He's gotten all his degrees and everything he needs to have this this important position, and he takes it seriously, and he's done great stuff, so he's talking about how everything is like tip-top at this hotel. And uh, one of the lines he says is, uh, our spin instructor won the Tour de France twice. Oh, that was very funny. Uh, so, he yeah, he, he gets hosed, though. They, uh, the, the issue is a uh, mouse gets into the building they see jerry and they're like we've got a high profile wedding here we can't have people knowing that there's a mouse running around the high so chloe grace moretz she's got to make sure that mouse is gone high profile wedding who could it be colin jost and his lovely bride and let me say so i I, we'll, we'll continue to do like little uh like the pop up video things if we talk about things that are uh Maybe brunch staples. 
we're confused about Rob Delaney, what he necessarily does, and uh, we've long been bewildered about, but bewildered with the Colin Jost sex symbol talk. Yeah, like the the infatuation with Colin Jost. Right, live and let live and let live. Do what you're gonna do. Get out there and earn. Shout out SNL, all the above. But it's there's a lot of sex symbol talk with Colin Jost that hasn't been helped by the fact that he's now married to Scarlett Johansson. Right, right, right. Uh, I liked Colin Jost's character in this movie because all he 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 serves to mess stuff up probably as much as. Tom, Jerry, or Chloe Grace Moretz. All he wants is a bunch of grand shit happening in his wedding. And all of it is way too ridiculous. For example, two elephants in an indoor wedding in a hotel. He brings a tiger. He's got... There's a bunch of dogs going on. He's got drones, which probably scare me as much as the tiger or the elephants. But... All he does is add more ridiculous stuff to this wedding that they're just trying to plan without these animals ruining it. I didn't hate Colin Jones in this movie. Uh, it, it didn't do much for me, but I'm glad that he was in the movie because uh, the the entire discussion around Colin Jones started with Ellen being obsessed with Colin Jones and thinking that he was like the hottest That's shit right. ever uh, during our Hawkeyes and Weatherman episode. And we've come full circle because Ellen said... I didn't think that he was that hot in this movie because he wasn't wearing his suit, which is exactly the point that we tried right, to make right, right, in right, the right. initial discussion was that he it's like, was it's a, like suit a clean a looking right. He's like a clean looking guy in a suit. Yeah, like anybody can do that. Yeah. So, so she said, uh, outside of the suit, not as hot. Very interesting. So the the wedding happens. The, she she's got to get Tom and Jerry to get along. So she sends them off on like a Joey and to work together. Yeah, uh, uh, Joey and Janice day of fun. Remember that? Yeah. It basically actually I just thought of that off the top of my head, but like it basically is that you go to a ball game, you get cotton candy. Like it's kind of exactly that thing from Friends. Uh, and the Bartman thing happens. They there's a is it Jerry or is it Tom that that catches the the ball? I don't remember. Which. I don't know. Don't give up a home run. I get so mad when people are like, oh, a fan reach ball, but don't let them hit the ball that far. Don't let them hit the ball to the fan. So they mess up the game. Everyone's mad at them. They get arrested, seemingly, right? They get taken to what's either a pound or a prison, but it's or a jail. It's very much. Is it animated? It's animated. So it's got to be a pound. True, right. So it's all animals, and uh, here's a twist when they get to this uh, pound. All of the animals there want to kick Tom's ass, because every animal in this movie wants to kick Tom's ass. I'm starting to figure out that uh, I think I may have fallen asleep during this part of the movie. Really? <laughs> yeah. Nice, so I'm filling in cracks. Yeah. Uh, I Here's a little peek behind the scenes. It took a little, it took a little edible before this movie. No, a nice and, little evening. Yeah, and wind uh, down. I, I kept dozing off, and I would wake up, and they'd be in the exact same spot. Like they would just be like, "Oh, these two, these two, these two rascals are getting into it again." <laughs> I feel like I, I would wake up, and I'd be like, "Oh, I didn't miss anything. Cool." So they get out. I, I forget how, but they get out of this situation, and they make it to the wedding, which is now happening. And I did see the wedding. Jost has really outdone himself. He's got all this crazy stuff going on. His 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 betrothed only says in the movie, uh, 
I just want to have a small wedding. And he ramps it up every time he can. So he's got all these elephants going on. He's got the tiger. He's got the dogs. And all of these animals, it turns out, want to kick Tom's ass. It's the only thing that you learn in this movie, that every animal just wants to smoke Tom. So wedding goes to hell. Everything bad happens. All the animals are fighting. Uh, Ken Jong plays a chef. He's trying to kill Jerry, taking swipes at him when he's sitting on top of the cake, so he just ruins the cake, which, like, that is absolutely the least of their concerns. The like They've done millions of dollars of damage to this room. So, uh, it's uh, an absolute disaster. And then, this is where in a movie where half of the characters are cartoons, like this was the most unrealistic thing, they somehow decide, Michael Pena, Chloe Grace Moretz, Rob Delaney, if we can just throw them, if we can just throw them a small little wedding, we can make this right. <laughs> it's like, you are like $200 million yeah, in yeah, debt. This is over. <laughs> You ruined the wedding? You ruined First New all, York the marriage, City. The there mar- are the marriage would, Yeah, the marriage would never survive this. No, no, no. This is like 45 minutes after it, yeah. too. Like, there's elephants running around New York City. The whole thing, that hotel is trash. Out of business. It is an absolute catastrophe. The Yelp reviews are just awful for that place now. Right, which small thing, who gets married in New York City? I've been to weddings in New York City. But that's not how you do it. Like, you, you don't do, like, the, hey, we're getting married in New York, so we're going to do, like, a nice ballroom type of wedding. You could do that in anywhere. New York. Right. Like, do Get that married anywhere. In, like, Central Park. Save so much money. Bring people to a, a cool destination. Right. I've been to, I went to a wedding in, uh, uh, in Harlem. It was, like, a cool barbecue place, and it was just, like, a very, it was just, like, a very fun vibe. And it was nice where everyone was dressed up and everything, but like it was a really, really fun kind of hip vibe. Mm-hmm. That's how I would do a New York wedding. Although that, that's another thing that you could do anywhere. But I, I think that if you're doing a New York wedding, you got to do something like that where you're creative. Right. And not doing it inside like a hotel function room. Uh, in Colin Jost's defense, he, he did maybe like everybody else had it wrong. He was making it creative. He's trying he's like, to do his best. Got yeah. some elephants in the he's mix. Like, just get some elephants, some drones. They don't really explain. Do they explain how Jones has all this money? They don't explain a lot in this movie. Yeah, they just say that it's high profile. Uh, we do know that he went to he went to jail. Really? Yeah, he said he went to jail for he did a stint in jail for a white collar crime. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So I, I, I'll admit I watched this in two pieces, and I watched it in like six. Right, it's fine. and it also may have been. Um, while I was like winding down, falling asleep the first stint, so I may have missed some of the things, but I do remember he makes like very casual reference to, to him being in jail, him yes. having been in jail. So, uh, which leads me to ask, were we supposed to root for anybody in this movie? Ooh, like, this, guy's, quite... this guy's a criminal, yeah, uh, he's just coming to a bunch of mysterious money. We've got a lot of, uh, we've got a lot of. I care a lot vibes in this movie where everybody's a bad guy. Chloe Grace Moritz is just lying her way and scamming her way into positions that she doesn't deserve. She's throwing Michael Pena under the bus and Michael Pena is oh, yeah. being a little bit of a baby about it too. 
uh, not being fair. Rob Delaney, he didn't really do anything wrong other than just being a fucking moron. Yeah, there was a little there was a little love story between Moretz and uh, a guy that worked there that I think they abandoned. Right. I don't remember going anywhere. So. There was like a, there was like some flirtation, like similarly aged. They were like vibing off each other, and they were like, "Okay, let's just burn this. Uh, let's just burn this place down." I didn't think it was. Yeah, I didn't think it was a bad movie. I mean, it, oh, it's a bad movie for sure. You are. Obje- I didn't it was, hate it. It's, it's an objectively it. bad right. movie. Okay, it was bad. It was bad. I didn't hate it. I just, I just really liked the soundtrack. I liked there's this mo- was good. There's this moment after the wedding is ruined. And they finally find her out where there's a somber song playing with the lyrics, that's something beautiful. And I kind of, I always like the juxtaposition there where it's something, it either sounds happy and the lyrics are dark or it I've sounds sad and the lyrics are happy. That's, that's one of my biggest things. That, I you're gave that to that, you. No, you're taking that from me. Incorrect. I said it. I said it on when you interviewed me. Well, that, like, that's cool. That like that's a common thing. Ago. Everybody has that. But I'm you when you interviewed me, that Damn. was what I uh, t- talked about. I don't about, even like, remember that. All I, all I it's remember still from your that interview thing. is that uh, you didn't watch Breaking Bad. That's right. But it's still it's still your thing. It's still very much my thing. I love that. That's why I like churches so much. A lot of churches songs are like very upbeat, yeah. very like on the surface, pretty happy, pretty bouncy. Yeah. Then you listen to the lyrics, you're like, wow, this girl's depressed. Right. So I, I so that they got one of those songs going on and uh who i looked up who sang it uh it's sung by jacob banks but in this scene the song is playing everything's a mess kayla the character is found out everyone's all mad everything's ruined they zoom out as the song is playing and who's singing it but one of those pigeons (laughs) they they dip in and out of using a pigeon as a narrator as a karaoke host, right? As like a a, a, a song. John Legend guy? does a lot of the, a lot of stuff in this movie, doesn't he? Really? I think so. Let me I see. I think that John Legend is like heavily involved in like the music. Tom and Jerry soundtrack. We got no John Legend. Okay, well I completely made that up. I guess. Maybe. Um, Maybe the, the the Jacob Bank song, maybe could have. I mean, it was like a piano ballad. I could have swore that I saw like John Legend in the credits or something, too. Oh, interesting. Right, maybe not. Okay, well, solid soundtrack. Really solid soundtrack. Good references, loosely, kind of, to Steve Bartman and <laughs> Linda Perry. No, you're right. You're you're right. Not a good movie, but for a two part watching experience, didn't wasn't wasn't the worst time i've had yeah i i i'm i'm very much out on it um but i'm happy that you found something in it okay well the golden globes also happened and this just didn't feel like a year to watch the golden globes didn't see like didn't so the one thing about the Golden Globes that I like the the biggest redeeming quality of the Golden Globes it's not that the awards mean anything because we all know that the Golden Globes are kind of like a little brother right uh the Golden Globes is a party to get to get drunk and to get shit faced all in the same room. Right. People do some some wacky shit. You get a couple stories out of it. You just see a bunch of celebrities hanging out in like a very casual environment. Yeah. Doesn't happen when there's a pandemic. No. Although uh, Jason Sudeikis was Jason Sudeikis did the the party part, 
Yeah, so like, it's like got high and wore a sweatshirt. I respect him for yeah. sticking to the theme. Yeah, I think that some people. Whoops, I think some people were. I don't know. I'm sure they got drunk sitting there on a Zoom all night. Just didn't get as toasted as Jason Sudeikis. Uh, Rosamund Pike had a pretty corny acceptance speech. I didn't watch. So she won Best Actress, which good, well deserved, awesome. She was so happy when she won. She was like, "I oh, think this this means so much to me." Blah blah. blah. Like, and then she was like, "I guess you could say I care a lot." And I was like, "Uh oh." That was like. That was that was the first moment that Rosamund Pike didn't nail something, right? So that was good. That was a little human thing. But uh, I didn't watch. I I watched very little of this. Uh, I did learn one thing though. Did you know? And this was when Rosamund Pike won. They're showing all the uh, the um, different nominees, and one of them was Kate Hudson. And I was like, "What's Kate What'd Hudson getting nominated for? What was, what was she in?" Did you know Kate Hudson was nominated for Best Actress in a movie that was directed by Sia? No. Oh, I I saw the, uh, it's like a musical. So it said musical uh, drama. It's like a trippy musical kind of thing. No uh, clue. Uh, is that, that movie is about somebody who has, I think they're autistic. Okay. And like they like, they either like think in musical senses or something and it's like a it's about the a person with like a disability and like music becomes a big part of their life oh and like a therapy yeah. or whatever so like it's it, i saw the the trailer and i was like huh i also watched the trailer and i remember the trailer just like revealing the entire movie oh really yeah i was gonna say like do we want to watch a see like I, I would watch a sia directed movie to see what that's about i didn't re- i for- forgot for a while that sia directed that movie yeah getting noms good for her i guess yeah get it sia uh, I mean, I was just shocked to know that this existed. Uh, did you see the thing about the the tear gun? I did see that. Yeah, yeah. Taiwanese designer uh, Yi Fei Chen is showing off her tear gun that collects and freezes actual tears to shoot them back at the person who made her cry. This that's like a hilariously spiteful idea. Yeah. Like working on technology to get back at the person that made you cry, but then it just made me think about crying. And honestly, I think I would never use that thing because I think I think that crying is always about me. Yeah, like someone, something can cause you to cry, I guess. But but it's always like I'm sad. The whole it's right. You're always crying because you're sad. Right, it's like the is water wet versus like does water make things wet? Right, like just, people can, I guess, make you cry, but like your crying is your experience. You know, like if I'm, I got if give the example of like a relationship or something. I don't think of it as like this person is like is maliciously making me cry, and obviously everyone's situations are 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 different, but. I think of it as like I feel so strongly about this thing or that like my body and my emotions overfloweth. So I don't know. I think this whole this this gun I don't think we got to bring guns to a cry to a tear fight. fight. Yeah. yeah, I don't got to bring guns to it. Would you shoot at anybody? I just don't know. I don't know if I'd be willing to put in the work to freeze my tears and then like use them against somebody. 
I feel like, like you'd also scenes. have to explain after, too. <laughs> yeah. Like, what did you just shoot me with? I My know. tears. <laughs> right. And then you'd have to be like, well, they'd pro- the follow-up question is probably like, well, how does that work? And then you have to explain the technology behind it. That just seems like more trouble than it's worth. You know, and then you have to wear that stupid thing that catches the tears. That seems uncomfortable. Uh, you know who shouldn't use that gun? Because it might uh, come back and uh, hit them in the face. Taylor Swift. Oh, my tears ricochet. Not bad. <laughs>